Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hi there. Lil Barron. <laughs> Mr. Kyle Case. How, How are you? Today? I'm good. How yeah. are you? It's, you know, it's, it's good. It's good. a good day. Good. Uh, I have no complaints. No complaints. <laughs> none, well, none whatsoever. That's good. <laughs> so, Lil, I want to ask you a question. Okay. And this is not this is not politically charged. It has absolutely nothing to do with the pandemic that we're right in the middle of right now. Great. It's just a question. Okay. So don't don't read into uh, I'm it. I'm panicking. No, 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 already. no. Don't panic. Don't panic. But don't read into it. Either, okay. All right. So here's the question. Worldwide, what do you think is the leading cause of death? heart issues. Yeah, it is, right? It is. Uh, heart disease. Yeah. That's the answer. And to be honest, it's not even really that close to the second leading cause of death. In 2017, there were almost 18 million people who died of heart disease around the really? world. Really? 18 million people wow. uh, that died of heart disease. This is all around the world. Here alone in the United States, every 40 seconds, someone has a heart attack. Wow. So as you can you can probably imagine that, um, or at least it might not be surprising to you that the United States is one of the leading countries in no, heart disease. Not surprising. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't uh, mm -hmm. catch you off guard, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, here's the thing: I don't want to focus on that. That's kind of a downer. Right? Yeah. What I what I do want to focus on is uh, what we can learn from some of the other countries that aren't quite as high on that list. <laughs> as the United States happens to be right now. Is that okay? Uh, yes. So I'm just going to focus on a couple of them, but I want to start with Japan. Yes. Okay, so Japan is, is a, a country that is lower on the list. That's not to say they don't have heart disease. Right. Every country right. deals with it, but they're lower on the list than we are. One of the problems here that we have in the States is that we tend to eat too much. Yes. That doesn't surprise you no, either, right? No, not at all. Our portions tend to be too yes. large, right? Yes. So overeating is less of a problem in Japan, and that's due in part to the nature of their workday. So in Japan, it's very common that they wake up very early. They have a very long commute. They go to work. They work very hard while they're there. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes, they stay extended hours, and then they come home very late. And I think that there are some issues there that maybe they could improve on right. uh, from, from that standpoint. But they tend to eat smaller portions a little bit on the run, and therefore, they don't overeat oh. because they're just kind of grabbing something and they're trying to catch the train, right? Uh -huh. In addition to that, portion control is also kind of just ingrained into their culture. This is according to Theodore Takata, who is a clinical cardiac electrophysiologist. Oh, that's a mouthful. That right? is a mouthful. <laughs> uh, he is at Texas Health Fort Worth. And uh, he says, following a particularly good meal, the Japanese use a phrase, and that phrase is harahachibu. Now, do you speak Japanese? Uh, no. I don't either. Sorry. I don't even know if I said that right. <laughs> I, I hope that I did, but harahachibu is a phrase that means 80%. And oh. what they're referring to is that I'm 80% full. So if they go to 100%, that's too much. Too much. Right? So ah. they consider full about 80% where oh. I feel like, oh, I had a great meal. I enjoyed it, but I'm ready to you know, be done eating. We, on the I other hand, say, tend to be like, let's just get some more in. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some room there, in there, right? Yeah. So uh, portion control is uh, something that Japan does well that maybe we could learn. Yes. Okay. Uh, the next one is from Korea. 
Oh. So in Korea, they tend to eat a lot of fermented foods. Oh. Now, have you ever been to a Korean restaurant? No. Or, I, I haven't either, but a Korean meal would be incomplete without at least a side dish or two of kimchi. Uh, yeah, I, no, I've had that. You've had, you've had I've it. So had I that. have not had kimchi. I don't even really? know what it tastes like. Is, do you like it? Yeah, I do. It's okay? Yeah, I couldn't eat a lot of it. So <laughs> it's pretty strong, <laughs> right? 80% is good. Yeah, 80%. Harahachibu, <laughs> right? Yes. So it just so happens to be one of the best probiotic foods oh. that uh, we need in our diet, kimchi is. So a higher intake of fermented foods is associated with a lower risk of heart disease, especially in women. That's according to research in the Journal of Nutrition. Huh. And additional research found that probiotics like those found in fermented foods and sauerkraut is uh -huh. another fermented food or um what's the drink that it, uh kombucha kombucha is uh -huh. another one that, that has those probiotics in it uh -huh. uh, but they found the probiotics might help lower ldl cholesterol oh. which is the bad kind and uh lowering that cholesterol is good for our heart wow so fermented foods is a something that a lot of other countries are doing some other countries are doing that maybe we could incorporate here okay in the united states and i want to do one more okay so in France, they tend to walk more oh. than we do here in the United States, just as a course of their regular day. It's, mm -hmm. it's not that nationally they say, I'm going to go exercise and walk. They just, in the course of their day, right. they tend to walk more. Uh, in France, driving, especially in major cities, is less common than mm -hmm. it is here in the United States. Instead of driving, people frequently walk or they bike or they take public transportation. And when they're taking that public transportation, oftentimes they have to walk to the bus station or right. the train station. Sometimes they have to transfer in a bigger station where there's more walking. When they get off the train or the bus, oftentimes there's more, more walking, walking to get to where yeah. they want to go. So just in the regular course of their day, they tend to be out walking more yeah. than we are. And that's, again... Have you seen those roundabouts in France? They're kind of scary. With a those. little complicated, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I'd walk too. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to, if you had to drive, yes, <laughs> uh, there might be something to that yeah, as well, right? Yeah. So anyway, a little bit more activity, a little mm -hmm. bit more exercise, and I think the key is, and, and France and other countries too. France isn't mm -hmm. the only one, but the key is not just saying today's my day to exercise, which is important, right? But just incorporate that into your day. Right. You know, take the stairs, take the. Um, uh, park further away right. in the grocery store, just simple little things like that that allow us to have more yeah. action, more just more activity in our days can help alleviate yeah. some of that uh, okay. problem of heart disease. So there's just a, a few 80%, things I like that, that we can, uh, yeah, that we can think about yeah. as we're preparing ourselves to uh, overcome this uh heart disease plague <laughs> that's that right. really is not just here in the united states it really is around i'm just the, so impressed that world, i was so. right yeah you were right you were right on. so lil today's guest I is know. masters track and field phenom joy upshaw joy was born in walnut creek california now listen to this her father was the 1954 national high school long jump and low hurdles record holder wow so she had a great example to look up to she's been active her whole life and she herself has been Listen to this. This is a big one. Okay. She has been a 24-time <gasps> Masters Age Group World Champion in track. Wow. Which is amazing. She's also the Huntsman World Senior Games record holder in the 50 meters, the 100 meters, the 200 meters, and the long jump for the 55 to 59 age category. And if that wasn't enough, because that's plenty, yeah. right? Yeah. Joy is also on our list of the fittest yes, 50 over is. 50. Joy, <laughs> welcome to the show. Yes. 
Hi, guys. Thanks, Lil. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> this is an honor to be on your show today. Thank you very much. Well, we are excited to <laughs> yes. visit with you, get to know you a little bit better, and maybe learn through some of your experience. I, I, I want to focus just for one second mm -hmm. on your dad. Your dad was this record holder, a national champion in high school in a couple of different sports. Um, obviously, that was, you know, track and field was very important to him at one point in his life. I'm wondering, as you were growing up, Joy, if you ever felt any pressure from him to compete or pressure to measure up to this pretty, pretty cool thing that he did when he was a young man? Well, that is a very good question, but guess what? We didn't even know. I mean, oh, my brother really? and I, yeah, I have four siblings, but first it's my, my brother and I, who's just a couple of years younger than me. And, and uh, we are looking at photo albums, you know, when you have growing up family photo sure, albums, yeah. and it, like, oh, look, dad's jumping in the sand. What is this? This looks fun. <laughs> He's not playing in it. He's like running and jumping and jumping over these barriers and stuff. What is this? And we just noticed that. And as we start, we asked him about it. He said, oh yeah, that's the sport of track and field. He never said to us, um, Oh, and by it, the way, I was, a, yeah. I was pretty and, good. Right? <laughs> I was kind of a big through, deal in my day. <laughs> yeah, we found out through, because um, as we got older, um, we started to compete in track and field, you know, the, in the games on the playground. And you're like, oh, wait, I'm kind of beating these some of these kids. And so so then they had the little relays and and um, track meets in middle school and high school. And I was like, wow, this is, this is, we're having fun and really yeah. enjoy this and, and succeeding at this. And, and um, plus it's fun being with friends outside. Absolutely. And um, yeah. And uh, a lot of the officials came up, they said, hi, do you know about your dad? We're like, yeah. <laughs> really? They said, oh no, he was the best in the nation. And he broke Jesse Owens long jump record in wow. 1954. And we're oh, that's cool, really, yeah. you know, wow. and but it, we didn't really get it when we were younger um, or understand the magnitude of it until we got a little bit older and um, got into like measuring, say, oh, he's really too far. Oh, he's really grand fast. And then it was, it turned into, you know, every sport sort of has their own little community and yeah. family and track and field such a nice family. And we kept hearing, you know, all the stories like that from his teammates and this and that. And then, then I had two younger sisters too, and, and both did track and field. And, um, and my youngest sister um, was in the long jump um, for in two Olympics. So wow. she carried on those things to a whole nother level because my dad did get hurt and he wasn't able to do to continue. the Olympics. Um, so it was kind of neat. So we're all, we all did long jump and then Grace took it even to that level. And then I still want to continue it with uh, masters. With masters. Uh, yeah. It's well, just, what, what so a great story. And yeah. How, you know what, what humility and, and uh, that's so cool. But, uh, but yeah. I love that you actually did find out and then were able to eventually recognize the magnitude yeah. I mean, any association whatsoever with Jesse Owens, even if it's just, I was on the bus with him one day, is <laughs> pretty dang cool. But to have beat yeah. his record is yeah. uh, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And uh -huh. then it's, and, it sounds like yeah. you've been able to continue on uh, carrying on that tradition. That's yeah. actually the next question I want to ask you. And so obviously you, you know, you played as a child, you competed in high school. Um, you know, how, how did you, or did you, or were you able to stay active 
in competing throughout your life or was that something that you had to kind of put on the shelf for a bit and then you've been able to come back to it? Well, that's a great question. I've always been active and started out with dance and okay. when I was younger, all different kinds and then majored in kinesiology and, and dance performance. And, and, um, uh, well, what I, you do then I competed in college and did the heptathlon, all the different events oh, okay. you know, while doing dance too. And I was like, Oh, I'm <laughs> kind of tired. You know, I didn't do as great as I wanted to, but okay. And then when you're out of college, either you go to the elite level or if you're, and there weren't tons of kids that could go to that level right yeah, out right, of yeah. college. And plus with my dancing background, I was kind of, I mean, it was good, but I was fatigued a lot during <laughs> track practice because yeah, I had I like dance classes and I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> but um, it was fine. So then, but with track and field, I got into some distance running right after sh college. And this is what happens to a lot of people because there's that gap yeah. between um, 22 and say 30 because that's when the master's master starts yeah. or submasters, but obviously seniors is at 50. So that's a lot big space of what do you do? So there's a lot of road racing you got into, like I got into a bunch of five K's, did some 10 K's, but that's okay. It wasn't really, I mean, I like the camaraderie, but it wasn't really my thing. So, but still doing something, Being especially active. if you're a competitive athlete on any level, you like to sort of get that energy of that and, and, and challenge yourself. So I was doing that. And then when I saw there was, um, were some senior men practicing starting blocks at a track and, um, and I said, what are you guys doing? I said, they're doing field, you know? And they said, oh, we're, we're running, we're running senior games. We're doing senior track and field. I said, wait a minute, what are you talking about? And they said, oh yeah, they, you, we do sprints and this. I said, wait, I could do, I could do long jumping and sprinting or hurdles until I'm a hundred. They said, yeah. I said, I'm doing Sign that. me up. <laughs> and I couldn't wait to turn 30 and yeah. 35 and 40 and 45 and 50. <laughs> and I can't wait to be 60 uh, in February. So wow. you know, you, you've touched on something there that I think is so um, kind of unique in the masters and senior fitness sporting area. And that is the excitement yeah. to get older. Oh yeah. Because you age up, right? Oh, so you hit that next five year age group and it's just like you get a whole new lease on yeah. your competitive life and we we love it. We love it. And that's huh. so it's so different and unique than, oh, it is than, different. than everybody else in the world who's like, oh, dreading every birthday. Man, <laughs> athletes are counting them down. I know. You know? <laughs> We are, and in our the senior games, you know, masters groups, they everybody, you guys can relate. I mean, it's so funny when people say, "Oh, how old are you?" Oh, never mind. Excuse me. I right. said, oh, old, "I'm almost. I'm 59 and a half. I love being older. <laughs> I, I can't love wait. Older. I can't wait for that other half year to be done so I can I be 60 and I'll be the kid again, right?" <laughs> It's oh, so that's fun. fun. And that's not on. how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, Lil. Okay, Lil, we'll get you into like some track stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there is something that's just very yeah. rejuvenating and it keeps you young for sure. And, and we see that. You know, yes. We see that oh, the, yeah. you know, at the World Senior Games. So, yeah. so that's what a great story. Yes. And, and like you said, there there is kind of that gap there. And Unfortunately, many of us get lost in that gap, you know, and there's so mm -hmm. many things going on in many of our lives. We have our careers and some of us have families, families and children. Yeah. 
perspectives and all those kinds of things. So it's, it's really tricky, but you were able to stay active during that gap. And then you mm-hmm. found master sports and then you were able to get back to the things that you loved and that you, you know, you felt you had a talent in. And obviously you've had some tremendous success in masters as well as senior sports. I'm wondering how, when you got back into it, how you were able to get back focused, you know, focus back in on that training so that you could really excel at, a, at, a, at an elite level, at, right. a, at a pretty amazing level. How were you able to do that? Well, I'm a track and field coach. And that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've um, got the, what, USATF level uh, three and IAAF level five and been to a bunch of... Uh, high performance things. And what's uh, great is that I'm able to, as a coach, is I can understand the training and then take it in for myself and then be able to coach too. Like even for some of the kids I coach and other adults, I'll run the intervals and I'll say, oh yeah, they could do three of these 150s. And then if they say, coach, I can't do this. I said, yeah, you can. I'm going to show you how it's done. But but yeah, but, but I think, um, but there's a balance, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, I was a high school. I could do this. And then they go out and pull a hamstring. Um, So there is a balance and I, um, and learning all these things. I'm just so excited about learning all techniques and talking to different high performance coaches and even helping to mentor younger coaches and getting them into our world of athletics and track and field and tell them about the master's groups and the senior games. I mean, for me even experiencing, that was my first um, um, Huntsman World Senior Games and I loved it. It was yeah. Terrific. And as a coach, I can look at different things at different ways and say, wow, you guys do an amazing job. Um, and a meet director. You guys make a job going on. But um, yeah, back to the back to that um, uh, question is I was able to realize how much a master's person or different people, how many uh, how, what level to take it, you know, because before maybe it was like two times a week or three times a week and hitting it hard. No, recovery is huge. Yeah. And the more I'm even learning now about micro stretching and all these different groups, like I mentioned of high performance, and I've been fortunate enough to be on some USA national team staffs and talking to the highest level and then understanding the different sciences and then bringing it to our master's level and having an understanding um, of the science, but also of the experience and what, right. what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I just love this sport so much. All of, yeah. And, and we can feel that and yeah. hear that in your voice. And that's amazing. So all of the knowledge that you have is, is gotta be helping you, you know, just, oh, just yeah. from a standpoint of learning and, and progressing and understanding. Um, are, are you self-coached or do you have someone that, that stands outside and, and helps kind of guide you and direct you as well? Are you just, you just, you're able to kind of focus in on your, on your uh, technique yourself? Yes. Um, yeah, I've been coaching myself okay. and um, I do have a couple of friends, mentors um, that I speak with David Kletch and my sister, Gracie, yeah. and even my daughters that were coached by Grace and sort of, you know, passed around that I coach my daughters, they'll tell it back to me. And Ed Miller, who I coached with at uh, UC Berkeley, um, 
I, yeah, I'm able to, but basically I'm the one that says, okay, yeah, I got to do this. But like, they'll say like, <laughs> David Clutch will say, you know, you should do, well, okay, fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know when you i get out of my head as a coach more of an athlete going like oh this is going to be really hard yeah. <laughs> i don't know yes you can okay i can <laughs> so like um you're able to kind of tap into some expertise yeah. that, yeah. that surrounds oh, you. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that's so great about masters and senior sports as well um yeah. the camaraderie and the willingness to share and right. the, the friendships and the relationships and i mean we all want to win like right. but, you know let's be honest, we all want to win. But when you step onto a, a senior sporting field, whether that's softball, basketball, volleyball, track and field, whatever it happens to be, there's so much um, more beyond just the, right. we're just here to win. You know, there's, oh, yeah. there's the friendship and there's the help and there's the support. And if anyone is, is new to the sport, there's so much willingness to share and right. to help and to, you know, allow people to kind of progress. So, I want to ask you this. Uh, we're in the middle. We're, well, we're getting towards the end of 2020. Obviously, we've had just across the board so many events that have been canceled. What have you been able to do to stay active and focused and, and still excited as you obviously are uh, in the midst of COVID-19? What, what techniques have you found? Well, I've been able to, a few different things, um, attend a lot of the high-performance Zoom calls from different coaches <laughs> like that and learn new techniques and, and talk to uh, about, um, you know, like I said, different techniques and, and training forms. But personally, um, we've had a track that was open here, so I have been able to train um, and uh, set different things and plus um, make little Mass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I made little mass and, and for like my track clubs and things. Okay. And I've taken like coaching, some of my coaching onto Zoom and training with some of the people that I coach. And so you've been able to stay active and do that. Yeah. Important. And it's, it's, it's really difficult. I mean, and here in California, we've had all the smoke too. I mean, yeah. This, help so so but trying to be positive in this and take care of some of the things that we can't um for instance maybe there was a weakness in an ankle and you were racing all the time or doing other things or walking around it's like oh wait a minute let me research this and really focus on this so that we have had a slowdown um, of our normal life, but it's sort of like a reevaluation of where we're going, what our yeah. goals are, and trying to make positive out of this horrible, you know, sad time and, yeah. and connect with people and and because everybody has a different feeling and and experience of what we're going through right now. But I feel, you know, trying to keep a little bit active because, you know, moving is helps us mentally Absolutely. too. So, yeah, so yeah, trying to keep the positive in in place. And that, and that's so important, not, yeah. not only in the time of a global pandemic like COVID-19 where we are, but uh, just throughout our lives, certainly t taking the positive approach. We, we got about 30 seconds left. Yeah. Uh, one lesson that competition has taught you You've been involved for, for years. You've, you've had a lot of success. What, what's something that competition has taught you? Um, it has taught me about sportsmanship, friendship, and goals, um, and your own self-challenge. Um, for instance, um, to, for in a race, if I got third in a race or eighth in a race and I still <laughs> ran my best time, I'm happy. You, you know, I'm really happy. 
So, and I think it's challenging the self and the self-motivating. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. I think there's that, a lot of power. Yeah. And cheering on, of course, everybody in your Absolutely. race and yes. saying, good job, you're awesome. You know? Joy, great, great advice. Yes. Great, great lesson. Great life lesson. Thank you so much yes, for joining us today. Thank you. Congratulations on all of your success. Congratulations on making the list of the fittest 50 over 50. Yes. And uh, we're hoping to see you uh, again uh, in 2021 yes. in October here in St. And come George, find Utah. us. Come yeah. find I us. I will. I'm counting down the days. I have the clock on my calendar. Awesome. <laughs> we do too. Very yeah. cool. Well, Joy, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. So Lil, yes. I, I alluded to it with Joy. I just want to put another plug in there for our 50 over 50 initiative. Yes. So many great things that are going on there. You can visit the 50over50.com. Mm-hmm. That's our kind of central location. And from there, you'll have access to voting for right. the rocking 50 us. over 50. Yes. A lot of votes coming in right now on the second round of, yes. of our uh, tournament. You can find <sighs> inspiration from the fittest. If, you're, uh, if, if Joy inspired you like she did yes. me, uh, there are 49 other amazing mm-hmm. people that are doing some amazing amazing things out there. And then of course, we're looking for nominations in our change makers. If yes. you know of someone that's making a difference in your world, we want to hear about that. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to that podcast pretty much anywhere the podcasts are found. You can also find this as well as previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net, so check that out. Today's inspirational thought is from the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Okay. And he says, the man who views the world at 50 50, the same as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life oh. until next thursday stay active